Welcome to the Family Bible Journey. If you're interested in seeing how the journaling that we mentioned in the podcast works, check out our website at familybiblejourney.com or look for us on Facebook and Instagram. When you see the logo, you found our page and you will see lots of posts that we update regularly from the podcast Journal Bible. Thanks for listening. This is episode 15, season 1 of the Family Bible Journey New Testament podcast. Today we're looking at Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 to 25. The title of today's podcast is Doves and Snakes. Here in this chapter, Jesus sends his disciples out into the world, and he tells them that he sends them out as sheep among wolves. And this is a hard reality for many of us to grasp, because we come to church, and we tend to come to church and to worship and to spend time in God's Word, because we want to be lifted up. We want to be fed spiritually. We want to receive healing and forgiveness. But sadly... For many people, when they come to church or they deal with church people or they read God's word, they often feel within themselves an experience at the hands of others, the very opposite. Instead of receiving healing, they feel that more hurt and more harm is heaped upon their soul. Instead of feeling peace, they find a place that is filled with conflict. And this is a sad reality for us as Christians to realize, but it's good and healthy for us to recognize it because the church is full of sinners. God has nothing but sinners to work with. So even in the church, we find nothing but sinners and sinners doing sinful things to other sinful people in the church. And this is, again, this is a difficult reality. It's a sad reality, but it is the life that we live. And there are so many people uh, in the world today who have fallen away from or fallen out of the church because when they came to church, they received the opposite of what they needed. And and yes, there are many that have left because their morality has changed or their views of the world have changed to the point that they no longer see church as relevant. But there are many people out there. There are many moral people, many people of, of high ethical standards who just don't have anything to do with the church anymore because they have been, in many times, a victim of some sort of what I would call church abuse. And we used to talk about reaching the unchurched people for Jesus. Nowadays, there's an even bigger, I would argue, segment of the society of folks that I would call de-churched, people who maybe were raised in the church, people who were involved heavily in the church at one point in time, but have fallen away from the church because it no longer meets them where they're at, and they just don't feel like they have a place anymore. In this particular text, uh, we're going to read uh, verses 16 to 23 as our key passages for today before we get into a a little bit deeper understanding or deeper discussion of this difficult reality in the church. Jesus says, beginning in verse 16, Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Brother will deliver brother over to death, and father is child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. This is the word of the Lord. The church around much of the world is persecuted. And Jesus is telling his disciples up front that there will be very real jailings, that there will be very real 
deaths and suffering to be had at the hands of those who persecute the church. And if we look at the history of the church, especially the early church, we we see many, many, many examples of people literally being put to death and tortured for the faith. In our context, that isn't uh, what we deal with uh, as much anymore, thanks be to God. Um, But I will tell you that human beings who are wired for conflict, they will find conflict even if it doesn't exist. And if we aren't warring against an outside party, then we will be warring against ourselves. And I think that is the sort of persecution and difficulty that many people experience in the church in our context today. And there's a really great podcast. It's called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast that explores the hurt caused by conflict in church. Uh, and so if, if you're interested in that, you want to learn more about that, I would encourage you to listen to that podcast as it, it talks a lot about that particular subject. But as we are thinking about this, and it, for those especially who are journaling through their Bibles, I want to encourage you to use this particular chapter in chapter 10. If you have ever done something or experienced something at the hands of other people because of your Christian witness, then I would encourage you to maybe write that note Maybe share a little anecdote or a story with the person that you're journaling the Bible for so that they can see in your experience how you yourself have suffered. It may even be something that seems trivial to somebody else, but if it's important to you, I would encourage you to leave that legacy there in the Bible for whoever it is you're journaling the Bible for because it's it's good for us to recognize that we're all in this together. And that for the faithful people of God that we are all, if we are going to be genuine and true and practicing our faith, that we are going to suffer for it. And it, it's good, a good way for us to encourage by sharing those times that we ourselves maybe have been persecuted or been hurt or uh, somehow discounted or put down because of our practice or our understanding of the faith. And so I want to encourage you, for those of you who are journaling, to, to use this chapter as an opportunity to share something like that with the person that you are journaling the Bible for. I do also have on my journal Bible, one of those words of wisdom sections in 10 verse 16, God gave you a brain, use it. In verse 16, that's where Jesus says to his disciples, be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Recognizing that we live as sinful human beings in a sinful world and that we worship our God in a, in a church that is also filled with other sinful human beings where conflict is inevitable and people are going to be heard and things are going to be done that are not according to God's will. It's good for us to heed Jesus' advice, to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. I work with churches all over the country and into Canada, and in my work with churches, especially churches that are riddled with conflict, the conflict that I tend to see arising in church and doing the most damage in the church is not differences caused by theological or doctrinal differences, but usually the conflict springs up around personalities. You have people with different personalities that rub each other the wrong way and they dig their heels in and cause conflict. Sometimes it's different priorities. We believe that we're all here to tell people about Jesus, but how are we going to do that? The devil's always in the details, right? We'll argue about how that's going to happen, and that oftentimes causes conflict in the church. And another thing in our current context is a shifting moral landscape where people are often at odds because of shifting views of morality and what the church's stand is to to be on certain hot-button political or moral or social issues. These are the sorts of things that are causing conflict in the church. And in verse 14, the first way that Jesus equips his disciples to deal with conflict in church and conflict in ministry and conflict in life, especially as we're going about practicing our faith, is number one, to recognize that if you are speaking the word faithfully and that people reject you, that it's them and not you. 
He tells his disciples, if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. Now this only pertains when we are rejected for the sake of truth. And so don't use this passage against your political enemies in the church if you think that, that you are right and they are wrong on a, on a particular detail of how we're going to follow Jesus. But if you are cast out because people reject Jesus, well then they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting him and it's good for us as God's people to recognize and to discern that. And number two also is idea of being wise is serpents. That when it comes to the things of this world, that we are called to be shrewd, that we are called to be wise, that we are called to discern what's gospel, what's God's, and what's not. Healthy conflict, in my experience, is conflict around ideas. We are allowed to have different opinions. We're allowed to do things different ways. And as long as we are disagreeing about ideas, or maybe practice, that's okay until that healthy conflict becomes centered around people. And if a conflict becomes centered around people, well, then that is unhealthy conflict. And if you want to see how this doesn't work, just look at the political discourse in our society today, which is so much wrapped up in the personalities, the dominant personalities of certain political parties, then it has anything to do with the issues anymore. The issues are almost secondary. They're not even discussed. They're almost tertiary. We're just trying to get the biggest bully on our side, it feels like, in our society today. That is unhealthy conflict, friends, and that is bound to end in disaster if we don't grow up and figure out how to have healthy conversations and discussions about ideas and ways to do things as opposed to just trying to beat up the other candidate or build up our candidate because... That is classic, unhealthy conflict. And so when we are in the church and we are encouraged by Jesus to be wise as serpents, I want to encourage you that when, when conflict arises in church, to pray, to meditate, to discern. Try to figure out what is healthy conflict. Steer us in conversations towards those healthy discussions of ideas and ways that we can do things and steer conversations away from the unhealthy conversation about people or seeing people as the enemy because the reality is people are never our enemy. The enemies that we fight against are demonic spiritual forces that we can't even see. And so we want to be very careful when we get in these conflicted situations and passions get high that we are not lured by Satan to cause unnecessary spiritual damage to others by casting them as the enemy or casting them as the devil when reality is we are called to disagree and to con and to converse and to have healthy conversations about differing opinions in a way that builds each other up instead of tearing each other down. Which brings me then to the third way that we are equipped by Jesus in this passage to deal with conflict in the church, and that is by being innocent as doves. That we are called to conduct ourselves in a righteous manner. And we need to look no further than Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23, where we see Jesus speaking through the pen of the Apostle Paul, giving us the fruit of the Spirit, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. Friends, if we could embody those characteristics while we're having heated conversations, whether it's at church or at work or in our family, we are going to be a blessing even as we are disagreeing with those maybe that we're having conversations with. And so I want to say that list again, but I'm going to say it in opposite order this time because these are the things that we need a healthy dose of in America today and in the church today if we are going to even begin to experience the blessing of following Jesus' words of being innocent as doves. Self-control, gentleness, kindness, patience, peace, 
joy, and love. If we can show our brothers and sisters in Christ and the people in our community and the people in our workplaces that we disagree with those attributes, we have a really great chance of winning them over with love. And that is what Jesus is encouraging us to do. And so we're going to close today's podcast recognizing that we're going to pick up these very same topics in the next podcast as we finish out Matthew chapter 10 in the next podcast. If you appreciate this podcast as a part of your daily routine and would like to become a monthly sponsor so that others are blessed as you are by the podcast, go to familybiblejourney.com to learn more. Sponsorships are tax deductible and cover our operating expenses like hosting and the services that make this podcast work. Our blessing for today. May God give you his spirit to be shrewd in worldly matters, yet innocent, pure, and righteous in spiritual matters. Amen.